0: And racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Tim Edwards, back in the chair. It's a pleasure to be back. And joining me is Greyhound Racing SA's manager, Sean Matheson. How are you, Sean?
1: Good, thanks, Tim. Yeah, great to be back on the show for the Dogcast and great to have you back as the host for this edition Uh, We we had the pleasure of Kurt Donsberg filling in for the last two, and he did a wonderful job, Kurt, um, not only on the track but behind the mic, Mm. but it is great to have you back in the chair as the host for today's show.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. There's been so much happening over the last couple of weeks, Uh, Sean. We're going to preview this St. Ledger final on Thursday night. Of course, we had the heats there last week. There were four really good heats, so we're going to recap on what happened there. We're going to recap also on what's been happening over the past few weeks. We're going to chat about the 2020 Greyhound of the Year Awards. It was a super night, so truculent the eventual winner. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yeah, the week is uh, brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA Greyhounds for the GAP prison programs. They're based right here in SA, Sean. You can visit their website, Fresh Pet Food Co., all one word dot, com dot for more information and we do thank them for being sponsors here on the dog uh, so let's look back at the week in review sean before we touch on the st ledger heats Um, Let's go back a little bit further. Back on the 28th of January, we had the Doug Payne final at Angle Park over the uh, uh, terrific uh, course that it is there at Angle Park. And Kurong Lucy was outstanding. She won the eventual race 29.67. She ran Mr. Harleywood and Miss Bellawood ran second and third, Sean. It was an interesting race because I remember watching it and the market suggested that Kurong Lucy might just be a bit off because Mm. she drifted out in the market. But she was able to get the job done, although in saying that over the concluding stages, she did get a little bit tired.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I think that – well, the Doug Payne's a time-honored event. SA bred dogs. that brought a different uh, mix of greyhounds together. Yeah. Uh, Corong Lucy's been taking on, obviously, open company dogs. A different pool of dogs. He had Mr. Harleywood and Miss Bellawood, who um, are middle-distance staying types, coming back into the mix. Uh, But you're right, Corong Lucy – she wasn't as firm in the market as possible. She did still go around a dollar thirty, really hard to beat, had the class edge, and did get the job done. I do think afterwards, though, um, she was pulling up a bit short leading up to the race. Yep. And I think afterwards, she's, she'd come down with a, a slight injury. Mm. So maybe um, the coming back from that injury layoff, just starting to tell her in a little bit, so a break might do her good. She's just done a wonderful job. I mean... Uh, last month, she won the SA Sprint Championship, and she then took out the Doug Payne. Mm. A wonderful job by Cam Butcher, and she's such a wonderful greyhound. and And she did get the job done. Her class got um, got her over the line. Uh, the place getters, as, as mentioned, Mr. Hollywood and Miss Bellawood ran wonderful races, and it's good that mm. the trainers did support this race because yes. uh, SA bred open company. You pretty much know you're going to cop Corong Lucy or a mm. really really nice open company dog. So I'm really really wrapped for the family who were there on course. Mm. Uh, that this race was able to go ahead. And it was a wonderful addition.
0: Sure was. That was on the 28th of January. And then, of course, we had the Greyhound of the Year Awards a couple of nights later, of course. It was a fabulous night there at, uh, at Angle Park. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to be there, Sean, and uh, host the night. Um, and Sir Truculent, it came down to the count. And, look, I think we've spoken about this before, but the five finalists, it, it could have gone either way. The five of them yep. were absolutely outstanding all year. Um, and, and look, in the end, Sir Truculent was the eventual winner for Wally Harkins. Uh, we had Kurong Lucy pole exceptionally well for a Greyhound that missed three months due to injury. And then, of course, we had uh, Shadow Mist, who was so brilliant, um, you know, representing South Australia in the, uh, the Million Dollar Chase. So they were the top three. Um, I don't think we, no one in the room, could argue that Sir Truculent deserved the win, Sean. And uh, Wally spoke very well on the night, and it was a big reward for him for a great year.
1: Yeah, absolutely, a, a quite um, justifiable winner. Sir Truculent um, was super consistent for the whole year. Mm. Um, I think Wally highlighted the point that um, breaking forty-three seconds for a stayer is is gold, uh, mm. and you know, you've got a decent star if you can do that. And he did it like on about 15 occasions, mm. uh, He went within 0.16 of the track record. So whilst he in locally, he was very dominant, mm. um, he still ran the time. And then of course, when he went into state, he got the job done as well. Second in the group one, Bold Trees, uh, wonderful training performance by Wally and a wonderful performance by the Greyhound. He went around every Thursday night, yeah, um, yep. as you mentioned, so he was an iron dog as well. Uh, but as mentioned with the, the tightness of the voting, I think he got it based on consistency throughout the year. And I think his lowest vote was three votes mm. compa- and he got a lot of fives. But highlighting just the type of year it was, of the four of the five finalists, four of them polled a first preference vote from yes. the panellists. Um, a few of them polled ones as well. Yeah. It, it showed you how tight it was and how a difference of opinion um, can matter here. But I just think the body of work Sir Truculent put in, quite a worthy winner. Um, and it was very well received on the night, I've got to admit. Mm.
0: Yep. Yeah, and Sir Truculent, and it just goes to show, you don't need to spend thousands of dollars on a greyhound. Yep. Um, I think Wally he said from memory, I think Sir Truculent cost him a couple of grand uh, when he bought him back. Uh, and, and now look what he's won, he's won I think over 150,000 he's getting towards now so um, he's been a wonderful dog for Wally Harkins, um, Wally's enjoyed all the, the fruits that come with it uh, as, uh, as we mentioned on the night so it's just a great reward to see him win and, and that's not uh, forgetting you know Kurong Lucy who's an mm. absolute star for Cameron Butcher and Shadow Mist who again I think between Shadow Mist and Kurong Lucy they're going to have a, some real tussles this year uh, in the sprinting capers so that was the greyhound of the year night, it was a fabulous night We turn our attention back to the St. Ledger results last week. Now, that's uh, the feature we're going to be concentrating on today. Um, Heat number one, Jackswell, was the eventual winner last Thursday night. Now, it was a wet night. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was windy. The track was uh, was wet. Jackswell ran 30 and 18. So I don't think we need to read too much into the times. He was able to defeat Can You Go Wild, who ran second, who we're going to chat to Paul Bodsworth a little bit later on. What did you take of Jackswell's run?
1: Well, it couldn't have been any more impressive. To be honest, Um, he copped a check on the first turn and Mm. lost a a fair bit of ground to Can You Go Wild, who pinched a really decent break. Uh, Probably helped that Jackswell got the the best of the conditions, I suppose, on Thursday night. Whilst Mm. it was wet for the whole night, he was in race one, so he Mm. got probably the best of them. And he was able to chase down Can You Go Wild, um, going away to win by one and a half lengths. Uh, I think just Jackswell's run home times... when he can chase down, he mm. proved it in open company that he can, he can chase quality dogs down. Uh, and in this company um, he was able to get the job done. So I was impressed enough with his performance that he'll be one of the favorites for the final. And I suppose just the professionalism, he, he, mm. he had to win to qualify or well, they had to run first or second, but uh, he had to win, and he got the job done. Can you go wild? We'll speak to Paul as you mentioned later in the show. Uh, super run by that greyhound. I thought he, I thought he had almost had him off the back straight, but mm. Jackswell was just a bit too strong.
0: Yeah, he was, and he's a good dog, Jackswell. We spoke to Cameron Butcher on Greyhound of the Year night, and he thinks his dog's going to be, you know, pretty pretty special. Not sure how yeah. well he's going to go, but um, he certainly looks like the next um, star, I guess, in in the butcher kennel. Heat number two was won by Miss Tickle, who was a really impressive win. Now, ran 30 and 23, led all the way. Major Major ran second. Major Major is a derby winner, and he couldn't pick Miss Tickle up. So I was very impressed with what Miss Tickle did.
1: Yeah, she got the job done, uh, travelled across from Victoria, um, and is, is owned by Clint Alloway. Uh, so she came a little bit unknown what sort of box speed she'd have, but she pinged out from box two uh, pretty easily, led Major Major, um, again, the, the, the normal major major probably would have railed up the mm. inside of her and probably won. Um, he didn't get a, didn't catch her in the end. She did a good job to hang on in 30, subsequently major majors found to be injured and it has actually been scratched from the final. Right. Uh, but, but Miss Tickle, uh, she couldn't have done any more. She, uh, gave everyone the opportunity to beat her and they couldn't mm. beat her and she qualified on her own right. So no doubt she's a life chance in the final with that sort of Um, box speed.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now, heat number three was won by Outstanding News, and I must admit, this was the dog that caught me by surprise on Thursday night. He was very, very good. Ran 30 and 69, came from box number eight, got a bit deep down the back, but just had an unimpeded run and came right around the outside. 30 and 69, I know the time doesn't say a lot, but I was just impressed with the, uh, I guess, the professionalism of this greyhound. Oakvale style ran second, led had every chance. So I think Outstanding News could be an improver in this race.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, he was actually quite heavily supported in the market, halved mm. his price. Yeah. Um, went around at $7. So it was double figure odds to start with early in the night. Uh, there was a bit of um, crowding on the first turn, I suppose, and mm-hmm. he was drawn in box eight and he just got a bit of a clear passage. He lost a bit of contact down the back straight, but he got into sort of that three and four wide trail up and, mm-hmm. uh, geez, he motored home the last little bit. It was only his second start for the Rasmussen team since coming across the border. Uh, He was an impressive winner first up. Second look at the track, uh, he definitely improved on that run. The concern that I have with him is just his speed out of the boxes, Mm. where he's going to probably end up in the final But out in box eight last week, he had a clear run and he was very strong at the end. So uh, a a very solid victory.
0: It certainly was. And the fourth and final heat, Fly for Tricks, we all expected him to win. He ran 30 and 38, which uh, was good going in a wet track, really. Uh, Got a clear passage down the back. It was was sort of like a grinding win for Mm. me, Sean. It was no acceleration there until the final bit. Um, Rosie Red ran second. But uh, no doubt Fly for Tricks is probably going to start favourite come uh, start time Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I think so. The the fourth and final heat, a very short price favourite fly for tricks. Tradesman-like performance, really. Mm. Um, again, the thirty don't take too much notice of the time. He he got he, he did what he had to do. Mm. Um, I think he'll derive a lot of benefit from that run going into the final. Uh, Rosie Red did a great job for the Stamenkovics to sort of um, improve uh, that Greyhound's performance in running second and yep. qualifying. But, yeah, fly for tricks. I think with benefit from that run, he will uh, be very, very hard to beat in the final. um, Got the job done. And it's ended up with the four heats, the first two from each heat. Apart... Unfortunately, Major Major's been scratched, but yes. pretty much all the big guns have, have made it through.
0: Yeah, looks to be a f- fantastic race here Thursday night. We should just touch on two. Last Thursday night, Sean, uh, Sir Truculent, was able to get the job done in the Gold Cup in uh, Brisbane at Albion Park. Super run. I must admit, I was a little bit surprised to see him lob as handy as he mm. did. He showed some terrific box speed, and uh, he did get a bit tied on the line, but they uh, they couldn't catch him. He's just a marvel, isn't
1: he? He is. and. God, Angle Park was uh, exploded with excitement um, Mm. based around uh, the truck getting home because I think everyone was on him um, at at very good odds. And uh, Tony Brett uh, was the caretaker trainer for him. It seems every time Sir Truculent goes into state, he becomes a different dog out of the boxes. He does. He begins Mm. well in Melbourne. He begins well in Queensland. But you're right. When he lobbed second and just on the heels of the leader, Mm. um, and then he ran to the front, I think a lot of people were reflecting back to the Top Gun stayers when he yeah. when he led the high-quality um, Group 1 field up mm. and he got tired and we're thinking, oh, did he did he hit the front too soon? Mm. But he held on really well and, um, gosh, he was a, an unbelievable win uh, at listed level, but it was $75,000 to the winner. So mm. Wally, um, ha- try and have <laughs> to hide more money um, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, from the bank manager.
0: but um, Well, that would tip, tip him up towards $200,000 now.
1: Uh, he's actually... Just under $250,000 wow. in, in prize money. So yeah. such a wonderful job he's done and such a great greyhound. And um, uh, we'll obviously can touch on, he, he heads to the Zoom top on Saturday night. Yes. Where he's a very, very live chance. He's drawn box two in the Zoom top. Um, and again, gradual improvement when he when he goes away from home, mm. uh, Who knows what he could do.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, that was the week in review. And that, of course, is thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. We thank them for their sponsorship. And we look forward to another big week in Greyhound Racing SA.
1: The preview.
0: Yeah, the preview this week brought to us by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. You can search at the Dogs SA. And as always, gamble responsibly. So we're going to turn our attention now, Sean, to the... Feature race on Thursday night. We've got a, n- a nice program there, a 12 race card at Angle Park. The weather's going to be pretty warm on Thursday here too. Mm. We're expecting, I think, around 37 degrees. So by the time the nighttime meeting starts, it should be into the low 30s, but should be a lovely night and great opportunity for the, the patrons to get out there and enjoy the night.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, considering how last week was, uh, it's going to be wonderful conditions. I said, 12 races. The feature finals is a wonderful race. Mm. Um, some of the most outstanding young greyhounds in the state doing battle. Yes. So I encourage everyone to get out. Again, um, free entry. Free entry. Yep. When we're, we're not under any restrictions from uh, from allowing people to come on course. Obviously, we'd, we'd prefer people to book. And obviously, everyone's got to check in as yep. normal, as, as what's just part of society now, that everyone's got to do that. We encourage um, everyone to come along. It's a nice warm weather. Um, there's a... a, a a lawned area for the kids to run around and exactly. burn off a bit of energy. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great night on Thursday night, highlighted by uh, race eight, the St. Ledger final.
0: Yeah, well, let's touch on the final. Number one is Rosie Red. Number two is Oakvale Style. Now, threes are scratching major, major. So he's already out. Four is Jack's Well wearing the blue rug. The five is Outstanding News for Tony Rasmussen. Six is Fly for Tricks uh, for Jane McNichol. Seven is Can You Go Wild? And number eight is Miss Tickle. Now, the reserve Victor Grosso at this stage will be in, Sean?
1: Uh, it'll be in, uh, but obviously depending on if there's another scratching as to what box the dogs come from. But if there's only the one scratching major, major, it will come from box three.
0: All right. Well, let's have a look at this race. Um, there's a couple of ways I see this unfolding. Fly for Tricks, if he jumps and leads, they probably can't catch him. Um Jackswell, probably the only one in the race that could run him down. He didn't begin that well fly for tricks last Thursday night. He's got a fast beginner drawn outside him here. So he's not going to be able to afford to half miss the kick. Jackswell's sort of sluggish early and then runs deep and then really accelerates. So I I do think the six and the four are clearly the two to beat, um, fly for tricks and Jackswell. But I think there's two roughies in this race, Sean, that can run a race. One of them is Victor Grosso, the reserve. Now that it's got a run, if it comes from box number three, which it will at this stage from Major Majors draw... I watched the tape last night. Very impressive run. Found the line impressively well uh, in the heats. I think it's got some upside, Victor Grosso. And I think it's a a live chance at a very good price. Um, The other one's outstanding news. The other one from the Rasmussen kennel. I just like the way that he did it last week. And I do believe the nine and the five will be over the odds but I do respect the four and the six. At this stage, I'd have the six slightly ahead of the four, but if I was betting in the race, yep. obviously gambling responsibly, yes. I'd have something each way on outstanding news and Victor Grosso. How did you see it? Yeah, well,
1: I've looked more towards the, the big guns in the race. And I thought yeah. that the class of, of both Jackswell and fly for tricks, you know, even a little bit of adversity in the run, they can still get over the line. They've shown it mm. uh, in previous racing and I've leaned towards fly for tricks, He was only having his second run in a month last week. Mm. Um, So he'll derive benefit from that, as I mentioned earlier in the show. And just, he is a dog that can come out really fast. Uh, You know, you can go 4.30s Mm. to the 20. Jackswell can't. No. So I'm just thinking Fly for Tricks will be ahead of his main rival. And I think he'll be ahead of most of the dogs. When we talk to Paul Bodsworth, it'll be really interesting to see can you go wild and, and how that greyhound tracks early in the race? Yes. Because he has the speed to cause some trouble to fly for tricks. But if he doesn't chop down hard, I could mm. easily see either fly for tricks leading or sitting second on the back of can you go wild. And I think if fly for tricks was sitting on can you go wild, I'd be on fly for tricks. Jackswell hugely respect him. Mm. Uh, I'm just a bit worried. Um, if he can get a, a free passage to the first turn, he'll be sitting fourth or fifth probably mm. And he's a big danger because he'll get to the outside and he'll really run home. But if five tricks in front of him, I've got to go that way. Uh, agree with you though. I think, um, the Rasmussens, they've shown their hand with some of these dogs. They've, they've got high quality dogs. They like to take to Victoria Mm. and come back. Victor Grosso was one of those who ran third and second in a maiden series in Melbourne. They've got a high opinion of this dog and now getting a start. Yeah. Agree with you that he'll improve and he's one to follow in the future and outstanding news. Uh, yeah, fifteens into sevens. The money was there to say he'll run well. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he'll run well again on Thursday night. But um I'm just worried where he'll be in the run. Yep. Um just he doesn't show any no. pace at the moment out of the boxes. Um, that being said, also the likes of Oakvale style, I give a chance for Nathan Wilson and it's a dog who defeated fly for tricks three runs ago at Gawler mm. when fly for tricks had no luck and he likes an inside draw. So I think there are blowout chances in the race, mm. but I'm leaning towards the class and I reckon fly for tricks, um, uh, having benefit from the run. Uh, will improve, expect him to be a lot better and be really hard to beat.
0: Yep, yep, definitely. And I think these are the two young kids on the block, so to speak, uh, Fly for Tricks and Jackswell. I think we'll be talking about them in eight months' time, barring any injury, of course. They'll be the two that are coming through uh, and contesting against the likes of Shadow Mist and, and Curong Lucy come, you know, Adelaide Cup heats night or Adelaide Cup final night. I do think they both have above average ability, the six and the four. So that's why I've got them on top. But it looks to be a great race. I think Victor Grosso is worth a play now that it's got a run.
1: Just on that, just with the St. Ledger, it is a Cameron Butcher um, has dominated the he feature has. races. This is one race he has has been his own over mm. the last six to eight years. But not just that. The dogs that have won this race, the likes of Koron Kid, Worm Burner, On Fire, Mm. a lot of his... Absolute stars, and you mentioned about Jackswell in the mm. next twelve months could be the next star. This is the race that he's pretty much targets with these dogs, mm. and then they progress on. So huge respect for Jackswell in this race and the butcher team.
0: Yeah, looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. What did you make the best bet on the program there, Sean Thursday night?
1: Yeah, I thought we could get our money nice and early, Tim. Mm. So I looked at race one, number one, stress the point for Nikki Price. Uh, was one of the favourites last week on a wet track. Had not a scrap of luck for a middle draw. Um, has run fa- ran 3070 at Gawler, which is low mm. flying over the 531. Drawn box one. I think that uh, he'll get an unimpeded run to the first turn. Uh, expect him to probably lead. Uh, if not lead, little genius has got some good speed, but it's yep. more of a short course dog stepping up. So I think stress the point can be a bit too strong. So I reckon we get our money nice and early. Race one, number one, stress the point.
0: All right, I like race six number. I should say race seven number six. Blister, I think it will lead and it will win there on Thursday night. It's a bit of a class drop for it, and it has got a good personal best around Angle Park, so I think it's the best bet. I think there's a roughy race six number five. Powerstone. I know he's not well drawn, but I look through that field and I think he is going to be the strongest over the concluding stages. He's had zero luck his last two or three, so yep. I think I think he'll go around six or seven dollars there, Sean and I think you'll get a very good run for your money with race six, number five. The other interesting race on the night is race two. Now, Kieran Corby, we know what a very good record she has of producing very good young dogs. She's got two in this race, Tide Lands and also Stranger Tides. So I'm going to be very interested to watch how they both go in race two.
1: Definitely keep an eye on them. And we know, Kieran, the last sort of... uh, litter that she had to the track first starters or going back a year or so ago was Querencia, Seneke, the mm. the likes of all of, all of those were produced through Kieran Corby to witchery go back a little bit further, but yeah, you have to respect her when she brings a new one to the track over to. 500 angle part, you've got to respect her. Uh, and just another interesting uh, race, the, the stayers, while Sir Truculent's away, the stayers have been really competitive mm. um, and we get another one back into the mix. line. Seeker had been running behind Sir Truculent, Back into the mix on Thursday night with Miss Bellawood, Barbados Express and Raylene Bale. But just for Beck Roman, uh, they took on the challenge of Western Australia um, mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks and Lion Seeker ran second in the Group 3 Miata, yep. um, which was a fantastic run. So Lion Seeker, um, while Truculent's away, um, he's also been getting a good job done on the national scene, comes back Thursday night. So race 10, while it's only a small field of four dogs, mm. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting affair as well.
0: Yeah, it should be a super night there Thursday night. That, of course, is brought to us, the preview by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed, free tips for SA Greyhound meetings. Uh, search out the dogs, SA, and get on board. The interview yeah, the interview this week uh, is, of course, uh, Paul Bodsworth, who's about to join us, who's got uh, a live chance there in the St. Ledger final on Thursday night as we say hello to Paul. How are you?
2: Good morning, Sean and Tim. How are we?
1: Hi, hi, Paul. Great to have you on the show this morning.
2: Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: Now, Paul, um, before we touch on your run of Thursday night, you can give us a little bit of history on your background. Your name's been involved in greyhound racing in South Australia for many years.
2: Yeah, I've been involved, oh, I suppose, to, close to thirty years now. We've had some uh, pretty handy dogs over the years, so it's been fun.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, I noticed that a lot of your greyhounds, Paul, when they finish racing for you, end up uh, being trained by Bronwyn Welsh, who trains at uh, Mildura. Is there a reason behind that? Are you guys friends? or?
2: Yeah, well, Bronwyn and I have been friends for, for quite a while. We actually uh, uh, pre-trained Black Kruger. Right. Uh, when he, he was going so well over here that they decided to try him in Victoria, which he, he had moderate success over there. He, he ran second in the... Uh, Let's see the the heats of the Warnable Cup, mm. and then he suffered a a serious injury, and then we had to give him five months off and brought him back to me, and then we worked on him, got him right, and uh, he went on really well
0: from us. Yeah, he's a good dog, Black Kruger. Um, he resumed the other day, and he was able to lead and win. He's he's a very good short course dog.
2: Re- yeah, he's a re- very good. He, uh, he, he he no, he didn't really surprise us. He. He had a lot of ability before he went away, but like I said, when he came back, his injuries were, were quite nasty, mm. and we had to do a lot of work on him to get him right. And I think he had, what, uh, 15 or 16 starts for us, and he won 13 or 14 of them. Mm. So he, he came back very, very well.
0: He did. And, and what about your training career, Paul? Um, what got you involved in greyhound racing? What was the, the spark, I guess, that ignited your, uh, your love for greyhound racing?
2: Uh, over 30 years ago, a gentleman up the road from us had a greyhound, Bobby Wills, and uh, we, were, we were good mates, and he said, Paul, would you like to come up and have a look at the greyhounds? And ever since then, we went to the dogs everywhere together, and then I hooked up with uh, Dave Evans, who's passed away now, and yeah. Peter Dugan, and a few of the others, and we just got uh, involved and loved the dogs and enjoy what we do.
0: Well, it's a, it's a great thing to do, isn't it? And I notice you train um, up at Rhining, Is that right on the way to Clare? That is
2: correct. We're about 40 to 45 minutes from Goula, mm-hmm. uh, 20 minutes from Clare. Uh, we have a, a five-acre property up here. Uh, we only have a small kennel. We only have eight dogs, and we do a lot of pre-training up here. We rear some pups for uh, the trainers, and uh, like we've only got the four race dogs, so we enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I reckon you'd probably be one of the few trainers that have ever trained from Rhiney. I don't think that I've seen too many train up that way.
2: Yeah, we got uh, uh, John Omi. He was in Riverton, which is only a, a, a five kilometres from us. Yep. you got uh, uh, Paul Fagans only down the road. Con Hagman's only up at um, uh, up the up the other side of us. Mm. So there's a, there's a few of us around.
0: All right, well, tell us about Can You Go Wild? Because uh, he was pretty impressive Thursday night. He was only narrowly run down, and I guess the best part about him is the early sectional that he produced.
2: Yeah, he, he can jump. This dog can jump when he's got his mind on the job. Um, the previous trainer and owner, Sean Cameron, who rang me and asked if I can train for him, said he can be a little bit iffy at the start, but if we get his mind right, then he will jump, and uh, as we all know, he can go 4.42 first split, 16.90s down the back. He has trolled at Angle Park in 29.90 on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but he just seems to strike a very good dog in the mm-hmm. final, like uh, Zipping Sullivan, and now he's got Jack well, Jack's Wells and uh, Fly for Tricks. So we know, we know the dog can run. He's just going to be... Uh, hopefully get a clear run on the first bend on Thursday night and see what happens from there.
0: Yeah, well, you've got that early sectional, so if you can sort of begin like you did last week, I think you're a very good chance of clearing Fly for Tricks, and that could put some pressure on that dog, and he may just find some bother.
2: Well, that's what we're thinking, because uh, the previous trainer owner said he likes it out wide. So we took him to Murray Bridge and he had Box 7 out there and he began very well out there and he beat some handy dogs out there as well. Mm. So we're hoping for the same thing on Thursday night where he will jump, cut the corner and I'm hoping there's not too much bother behind him but I'm hoping he gets a clear run.
0: Well, he's had six starts for you, three wins and two placings. Um, I see he formerly raced in Victoria but before that he came from WA. So he's done some miles.
2: Yeah, he has. Uh, The previous trainer, Sean Cameron, brought him from WA. Uh, He's gone a 30.08, I think it is, at Cannington. So we know the dog's got ability. But he wasn't really far in too well over in Victoria. And Sean actually works in the mines over in Western Australia. And he rang me and says, Paul, would you uh, take this dog over and give it a few tries in uh, Angle Park? And I said, I'd love to. Yeah, well... And uh, I've got him for the next... I suppose, six to 12 months.
0: Yeah, well, that's brilliant because he's going to win races here. That's for sure. He's beautifully bred. He's had a Go Wild Teddy, Beauty Bale. Um, go Wild Teddy. I don't think there's too many Go Wild Teddys, Sean, uh, that don't go fast early. Yeah, no,
1: I think... Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, no, again, I think, um, as Tim just mentioned, Go Wild Teddys, they show good speed, and you've you've definitely got him primed. Is he a dog, though, uh, Paul? does he cut down hard to the rail? Is it, it looked like he has a bit of takes a bit of time, he gets his momentum and then moves down towards the rail. He's not a hard cutter to the rail, is he?
2: No, he's not. He, he actually is not the quickest out of boxes, but when he hits the ground, then he seems to get that speed going. And like I said, being out wide, we're hoping he'll do the same thing, come out well, get a clear run around the first bend, and then hopefully they've got to try and catch him again. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and you're not adverse to travelling as well with your dogs because we do see you you bob up another one you had in your kennel Thistle Rock, um, and as you say, can you go wild at Murray Bridge? We know you you go to Gawler, Black Kruger, you've had great success there, and and obviously Angle Park. But you're not adverse to travel with them to try and give them every opportunity in a on a track that might suit them.
2: Yeah, well, what we try to do is, is because we. Uh spend a lot of dogs with our dogs. We try and look for where we can place the dogs where they're going to have the best chance of running and winning.
0: yeah, what's your biggest win in thirty years Paul
2: oh god we uh let's see rhinestone Teddy won the champion puppy uh rhinestone Jetta, he won well I think about forty thousand dollars twenty nine fifties at angle park mm-hmm. so uh, rhinestone Cody would have been our very best one, but uh, he kept having. Uh, fits after a run, so we retired him. He, he was eighteen months. He was uh, a thirty eighty dog at Gawler mm. and a twenty nine eighty at Angle Park. At uh, eighteen months old, so he was going to be our very best one. But it's just unfortunate he uh, he couldn't sustain racing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean you've also got Stella Jewel who's racing at the moment. She's going pretty well too.
2: Well, actually, Stella Jewel has been sold.
0: Oh, has the, she been uh, sold? Mm-hmm
2: yeah she was sold to New South Wales uh three weeks ago, four weeks ago
0: okay
2: um, the owners decided that uh, they want a five hundred meter dog, so they sold Stella Jaw, which is only a short course dog, mm. and we have a new one in the kennel called uh charlie brother okay so uh, that's the new one for the for the syndicate yeah so we uh, we know he can run five hundred, so we're uh, in the process of getting him ready and hopefully he'll do well for us as well.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for him in the coming weeks and and best of luck there on Thursday night, Paul. You've got a very good chance. You've got a dog that can go quick early and in any feature race, that's a good trait. So best of luck with uh, Can You Go Wild there on Thursday night.
2: We truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul.
0: Thanks, Paul. Paul Thank you. Paul Bodsworth there, Sean, joining us as our guest on the Dogcast. He's got a very good chance there in Can You Go Wild. I think he's... uh, He's mindful of the fact that he's got a dog that uh, is a good dog, Mm -hmm. he's a fast dog, but he will need a bit of luck. He will need those other two top picks in the market to sort of find some bother. Uh, But if they do, he can uh, certainly run some time.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, The the best spot to be in feature races is out near the front, and that's probably where he'll be. So we wish Paul all the very best. As he said, he's made now two feature finals, the John Gray and now the St. Ledger, so a terrific training performance by Paul.
0: Yep, definitely so. Thanks for joining us on the Dogcast. It's been another great show. We thank Paul Bodsworth for joining us and we look forward to our coming up shows in the next few weeks.